Welcome back to Good Film Hunting. My name is Jack. I'm the podcast of the show where we talk about movies, TV, comic books, and all things pop culture related. Today is our movie of the week. Why are you laughing? Because you said I'm the podcast of the show. I'm the Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving that in. Uh yeah. So Dark of the Moon, movie of the week. We're going to talk about it because this is Jack's one of his favorite movies, question mark. Um we have we've we've talked about this movie a lot. We've heard about it a lot. I've denied him from being the movie of the week one time, and this time <laughs> we're gonna let you it know. sink in. Just because of Rise of the Beast, we're gonna let it, we're gonna let it come and we're gonna let him, you know, spit his game. AEO question mark. Uh Jack, tell me why you love this movie. Well, because it's just fun. And I don't see how anyone could sit down and just not have a good time with it. Is it perfect? No. It like like I've said before, it is not the dark knight. It's not got all of its shit figured out. But but in terms of a blockbuster in the middle of the summer that you go to see with your friends, that you go to see it like a drive in or something like that spot on something that i would happily sit down and watch my kid watch with my kids for like two hours and then you know the next day watch it again for another two hours like i feel like it's one of those movies where you know the story is just fun enough to continue to be fun no matter when you put it on and the cgi is so spot on and well taken care of they didn't cut corners they did what they needed to do and then the parts that aren't CGI, they did practically. They didn't use some stupid, you know, subpar stunt. They just went to Chicago, tied a bunch of carts to ropes, and threw them around, and you know, based everything around that. I mean, and then the score. The score is phenomenal. And whoever does Optimus Prime's writing isn't being paid enough, and that's just that. Like. It's just it's exciting. I mean, the only Optimus on strike. Only, <laughs> I mean, the only issue I think I have with this movie is Optimus Prime getting stuck in wires for like five minutes, but that's about it. Michael Bay was not the issue. No. I agree with what they said. Michael Bay wasn't the issue, and I think there really was an issue. I think they got better as they went along, and then. The, for some reason, studio was like, well, I guess it's Shia LaBeouf that's the issue. So they got rid of him. And then they brought in, I almost said Matt Damon, but then Wahlberg. they brought in the other uh, guy from Boston, Mark Wahlberg. They're all the and same. He, he just, well, he acted like the same guy he is in every other movie now. I think this is where his personality started, where he's just the same person in every movie. And, you know, that started when I don't know. It's just no. The whole the whole dynamic no Mark Wahlberg slander was bad. Let me pull up the Wikipedia. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> this is for my dad, not for he me. He was good All in right. Deep Water. He was good in Deep Water Horizon. Dude, you I guys really gotta watch that. Four Brothers. You gotta watch Four Brothers. 
Warner Brothers. Yeah, I'll watch it. All right. It's about it's a short plug. Maybe this will be my movie of the week for Thanksgiving because this is like okay. my dad and I watch this movie every Thanksgiving, and we shouldn't be talking about this on this movie of the week. But <laughs> Four Brothers is a movie of four adopted kids in Detroit, and like this old woman adopts them all because they're the worst of the foster kids. Like no one wants them, <clears throat> and the movie starts with her getting murdered. And then it's those four brothers, oh. and it's like Tyrese Gibson, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, why am I forgetting the other two actors? But they go three thousands in it. Yeah, uh, dude, it's a good movie. Um, oh, and, and they go and like it's it. I I love the movie. Fifty two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Get out of here. It's never right. Garrett Hudlund is in there. Uh, yeah, Andre plays one of the brothers. Uh, and then the the villain is um. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, I can't pronounce his name uh mordo oh yeah mm-hmm. uh terrence howard's in there too. Nate, it's a good movie um but to Nate go back uh-huh. we'll add it to his watch list of 1100 movies yeah i'll add it to the watch list that just grows by like two or three hundred movies a week and then just, just i'm getting in there bro I, I had like three movies a day and i haven't watched any of my movies on my watch list i know i um, keep we're watching my favorites but whatever so- Surprisingly, my watch list number is actually going down considering nice. I add a movie or two a day. And and then you see I, five I, movies I'm a night. Glad about that. Not Asteroid City. I think Not that's Asteroid what does City. it. I think that's what does it. I mean, I just couldn't. I could not get out to it. This week. This week. But I, I, think, you like it. But I think you like it. I did watch. But yes, Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. <laughs> I... um. <laughs> I, I have to say I was unfair in my initial half star review because I watched That's it at a sleepover. Right, you were. I know. I watched it at the sleepover, half paying attention, and this was after uh, Revenge of the Fallen burned me so bad, where I was like, I never want to see a robot punch another robot, which is a ridiculous thing to think. But yeah, um, I didn't care about the characters. The story I also didn't care about. But this is exactly what I wished Rise of the Beast was, and which is why I bought a ticket to Rise of the Beast. Because the action was so good, so well-directed, and it wasn't just CGI fest of robots punching each other for, you know, two hours. Like, there was, I don't know, it was actually well-directed, well-planned-out action. And the CGI is amazing for whenever it was, 2010, 11, whenever it came out. This one might have been 12, might be 2012. Yeah. So, so- same year as Avengers, and I. True, better CGI than personal, Avengers. No, it came out. Yeah, I was going to say better CGI than Avengers. Actually, it came out. Yeah, it came out. I was just about to say it came out the year before because I remember seeing Avengers and thinking that the story felt very similar to Dark of the Moon. Mm. Portal coming up, aliens coming through, mothership blows up, all the aliens drop down. Also similar to Rise of the Beasts. Big yeah. electric beam yeah. in the sky with like we're gonna bring the robot planet down to Earth. Makes me, the, the electric beam thing, I can't get past in the first act when they were like, "Oh, it's a big yellow beam in the sky," but no one's alarmed by it because only we can see it. I just I every time I hear that, I'm just like, "That's so dumb. That I'm is writing. so dumb." Hey, you only- think. You would think everyone on the planet would be detecting that shit. The mm-hmm. only movie to outgross this one in the summer of 2011 was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Oh, well, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then right uh, behind it, it, Hangover 2. Hell yeah. What <laughs> well, a summer. I well, that's, that's 
peak like high school for me. That, that, middle that school, checks actually. out. Yeah, that's middle school. Not high school. That's high school for me. That's my um, fifth grade year, actually. Oh my god. I think this is actually the first movie I saw on my birthday in theaters. Because wow. it came out the day before. And then I went and saw it that weekend. And was not disappointed. I remember sitting there and seeing Ironhide get cheap shotted like that and just thinking, oh my God. Did it? I think that's actually the first time I was actually convinced someone was going to die in a movie. And I guess that's why it's such a big thing for me now is mm. because there's nothing better than that feeling of like, oh, wow, you know, that they have been defeated in the middle of the second act. Like, that's, like that's uh, basically their entire arsenal is that man. Like Chewbacca and Rise of Skywalker. Immediately cut to him being alive. Let's so <laughs> stop right up that movie oh, here. Okay. okay. Um, I, well, no, 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 no. Actually, that's just I what I, I always agree. think about I would, when, I would, when people dying. I would actually agree with Rice Skywalker. The big thing I did not like is they didn't follow through with Chewbacca. They didn't follow with through with C3PO. Neither, yeah, neither one. Yeah. 3PO, 3PO really or bothers Han. me because his last line is <clears throat> 3PO bothers me the most because his last line is so sad and there's like that whole ceremonial pause of like this one look at my friends and then at the end of the movie he's just re-downloaded and I'm like Doesn't bitch matter. so then none of you die oh but speaking it's, of uh, <laughs> it's uh, like droids, bring back Palpatine yeah it's just Somehow, three PO's memory has I, returned. I don't. I don't deny that the movie could be better. I don't deny. No, it. And yeah. it's and probably not in that. my top. It's probably not. It's definitely not in my top three of Star Wars movies. But is not in my bottom three. Yeah, no, it's not in my bottom three. But uh, uh, speaking of Star Wars movies, just for a quick second, apparently. Uh, the Rogue One creators have confirmed this. Apparently, it was in the written novelization of Rogue One. But, you know, when K2SO is, uh, like, defending them before, like, while they're grabbing, like, the mm. file on Scarif? Yeah. Apparently, like, he knew that, like, it was a no-win scenario. But in, like, his last seconds, he was panning through that his sacrifice would help... Cassian survive like he played through a whole simulation in his head of a world where Cassian got to live and that's why he followed through with what he did Doctor thinking Strange, that that was possible too bad it didn't work out um yeah it was a dummy nope. <laughs> okay. yeah that's true dumb robot yeah, that means dumb robots. Bad speaking, of, speaking of dumb robots Stark of the Moon is a very action heavy <laughs> movie uh, and I really enjoyed the action of this movie. I really liked how they filmed it in my home city of Detroit. They filmed a lot of it. Uh, oh, yeah. Optimus Prime just goes full beast mode, and I think that's why this movie is GOAT. Um, yeah. When he has one arm, and I haven't seen this movie in so long, but I love this movie when it came out, because I like these are my childhood. He has one arm, and he defeats Megatron and Sentinel. Him. Him. And you're telling me he loses to Scourge? And No. No, 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 no. The rise of the beast off the face of the earth, dude. Uh, like, 
No, that the movie is peak um testosterone. Uh just attractive <laughs> actresses, no writing, Shia LaBeouf kicking car, Shia LaBeouf yelling, Shia LaBeouf fist fighting in a in a building falling down, just like that the winter cool. soldier. Uh but- and uh, <laughs> man, like, his voice was so grating to me by like the halfway point of the movie. I just want to like like duct tape over his mouth because Francis McDormand I thought was great. I even thought Rosie Huntington Whitley was fine. I liked um what's his name as the villain a lot, Patrick Dempsey. Even though it was like oh yeah, didn't really need to be in the movie because it, the whole movie should have just been Optimus versus Sentinel, and that should have just been it <laughs> with like with the the military guys. An Optimus that would have been perfect. Did not need Shia. Um, but man, and those two little robots that he has like in his custody. I wanted to punt them off the screen. Oh, I love them. Weird small I, robots. I, I feel like they I feel like they have the, the best humor was making me some lines. Like oh no. Like I the just, one I that like humps Megan Fox's leg in Revenge of yeah. the Fallen. That shit's yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like the one yeah. with like he's got like a little hair, like robot hair. I like the Buzz Aldrin cinematic I, universe. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, Him delivering lines is so funny to me. Hello, Optimus Prime. <laughs> I went on the moon. <laughs> funny. So bad. Oh, uh, but yeah, this, this movie but just has I, like that touch of like. Amazing amazements and like touch of like Spectacle. oh my god yeah it's got that's yeah. the word I'm thinking of it, um, like he it's just because it's a well directed action like he he gets it five star I action think, one star everything else yeah but sometimes you just get out fun I think he does well I think he does well at making it a spectacle while putting in key points to make it feel believable like. Yeah. Did he have to call Buzz Aldrin in? No, but he did. And it kind of like hammered in like, okay, that is an actual astronaut now, you know, giving dialogue to Optimus. It, it kind of hammers in like, okay, that's actually something he's committed. Like the, this story is fleshing out tiny corners where it's like, okay, you know, they did go to the moon. That is... I, I I like little details like that where it's just not a blanket, you know, you have an opening scene where they go to the moon, then it cuts to the title card, and then it's just not really fleshed out again. It's just like, okay, that five-minute opening scene was just to, you know, get the story going. That was the MacGuffin of the whole movie was the five-minute opening scene because I feel like a lot of movies do that. And with this, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. It's tied in throughout the rest of the plot. It's just all one big NASA conspiracy, and one thing leads to another. And I liked that. And I also liked the uh, the you know going back to like the whole Rise of Skywalker thing. The the fake out with the rocket. I like how they left that up in the air for like fifteen minutes. They're just kind of like they're like, oh, <laughs> they're dead now. You got to think about that. It wasn't an immediate pan to Optimus coming up on the beach or Bumblebee parachuting out. Like they had some restraint. They, they, yeah, they had restraint, and we don't see that. And I guess that's one thing that I have appreciation for. Like, mm. actually, I guess this is kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Like, actually directing the movie 
playing to the emotions of the audience. And I feel like that's one thing that blockbusters are supposed to do is like, they're not supposed to be pitch perfect, but they're supposed to tug at your emotions. They're supposed to be, you know, like Blade Runner, basically everything in a cold equipment ad. No, no, not like, like Blade Runner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pick again. <laughs> Jurassic okay. Park. Raiders of Lost Ark. Although, Temple of Doom. No, no. All the Indiana Doom, Jones no. movies, they just totally clear it, Michael Bay's yeah. films. And it's just because you do spectacle and substance, you know? It's just crazy. It's crazy. If if you had just said Raiders of Lost Lost Ark, I probably would have agreed with you. Okay. But, That's good. That's a win. But I actually I I would agree that Indiana Jones is ranked the same as Transformers for me, where the first one is entertaining, oh. the second one is trash, no. the third one is great, just phenomenal, and the fourth one they probably shouldn't have made. I, that's, and then we'll, hey, we see the fifth one tonight, and I can tell you if it's better than... Uh, oh, God. I'm uh, going to be sobbing in Texas night. Be like mid... Yes, your hero's washed. Dude, the IMDb is 8 out of 10, 66% around tomatoes. It shot up. I know. It gives, be- me, it gives me um, hope, which makes me nervous. I don't know. They should have never debuted say, it. We shouldn't say anything. Yeah. No. How do you pronounce it? Cons? Cannes? Can, con. It's Cans. French. I don't know how to do um, French. French film premiere. But. Um, are there anything you guys want to say before we wrap up Dark of the Moon of the Week? Um, it's a it's just a pretty and fun movie that yeah. has a score that is entertaining as shit. I just it's a good score. If a movie can captivate me that much, does the story kind of does the story need to be so compelling and fledged out like Interception yes. or you know? A Steven Spielberg movie. Yes. To me, it is no. a movie. I mean, if, if it can have me, if it can have me sit down and be entertained, that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something to entertain me. I'm looking for something to feel like it's worth my time. And with this, it does. And I understand that's not everybody's thing, but I feel like really? that is definitely. But I but I would agree that Rise Beast that was not worth my time. I don't think. No. And that kind of sucks because we'll probably never get Transformers like Dark of the Moon again, and that sucks. That's what I felt watching that. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a relic already. We're not going to see a Transformers." I guess Bumblebee. I haven't seen it, but people said it was grounded like this. One. That is good. That that is good. But I feel like the studio is getting. I do think that the CGI is better in Dark of the Moon, and I think the mm. the studio is getting stingier with. You know how much they put into creating the giant robots and them transforming. Like, yeah, they pump more yeah, money into them, and they that kind of sucks. I feel like that's what made it such a. Yeah, I feel like that's what made it such a spectacle. I mean, the CGI in Optimus Prime in the first Transformers, the first, second, and third, is just as much a spectacle as um, Elsa in Frozen One and Two, and that's just crazy. Hmm. Like the the level of detail that I I read this thing where it was saying like the level of detail that went into creating the CGI model for um, Optimus is the same level of detail that went into the animation for Elsa. 
Hmm. Yeah, I would just think that it'd be even more for Optimus because there's so many moving pieces and like those all have to be rendered out yeah. individually. And well, Elsa, her hair. Yeah, her but her hair is simulation. Like 480,000 strands. Well, they, yeah, they, created, like they created a... Well, they, they like created the Optimus? environment around... I don't think... They said that it yeah, was. That I think all it was, probably had to be hand they animated. Individual part. Yeah. yeah, they they <laughs> they hand did those. But like, <clears throat> like Elsa, they had to. <laughs> he's got. putting on a Vin Diesel shirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I bet the cold never bothered Optimus either. You're right. Uh, actually, I think it. I think it did. I mean, yeah, it definitely was frozen. It Megatron okay. pretty. Pretty bad. You, you yeah. know what? You, you know what did bother him, or you know what? You know, you, yeah. You know what did bother him? What? Long running podcast. Um. So. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sorry. That was a little time to roll uh, out. Yeah, it's time to we hit the twenty minute uh rollout limit. Um, are there any thing you guys want to say before we? Hang up dark of the moon. What's Although up? it's not my cup of tea and it's probably not a movie I'd watch again, I can't say that it's a bad movie because it is yeah. it's a good no entertaining as hell. And I'm and I'm with Jack. Sometimes you just gotta sit down and watch and cinema I think and have fun. You guys feel about this movie the way I felt about the first one? Because you guys are probably my age when this one came out that I was when the first one came out. I was like ten or twelve. I guess it was see like that. it was like a movie was made for me. I was obsessed. And then the other two, I just started losing interest in, but it's probably because I was also like 15, 16. I think this is how this one felt when I, yeah, I when I first saw it, it's like it felt like, you know, there 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 are a handful of movie experiences I remember in the theaters. The first one being the first movie I ever saw, Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium. Nice. The second being Dark of the Moon, going to see that for my birthday. And Iron Harry getting cheap shotted. Like, just I remember being like, well, that that happened. And then, you know, Endgame, Infinity War, No Way Home. Those are the movie experiences. Force Awakens was like the movie experience where I was levitating off my seat. Actually, The Force Awakens is sitting there, I would say, at spot number six, tied with going to see the Hobbit movies every Christmas three years uh, in a row. That's fun. I, I love the Hobbit movies. I, I really enjoy the Hobbit movies. I've never seen them. Um, watch them. Smog is just phenomenal as a villain. Like, there, Smog is the villain of L.A. I don't know. The way that... <laughs> 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 Anybody with like asthma living in LA is longest to villain. Um, all right, boys, let's wrap this one up. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're rolling out. Uh, if you enjoyed, follow us at Good Film Hunting Podcast on Instagram, Good Film Hunting on TikTok. Also, I need props because I'm tying my tie while doing the plug outro. Um, so that's, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man, but uh, shout out Jay Z. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening and you guys have a great rest of your day.